Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to another episode of Geekly Reveals. That show that brings you geeky news on a weekly basis. That's geeky, that's weekly, that's geekly. And I think I've lost my voice over the weekend, but it's fine because I don't need your power. I have my co-hosts. Would you like to tell the people who it is that you are? As always, it's me, it's Stephanie, aka Captain Steph on Twitter, the Snowfair on Tumblr, Hello Steph on Instagram, all that good stuff. Um, and I am coming to you live from my brother's childhood bedroom. Love the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. What's up? It's me, Eric, still here, Tendilosi on the internet. Uh, and, uh, I don't really have a good AKA this week. I just, yeah, it's just me. I'm, I guess I'm an end walker. I did that. Uh, I mean, you, nice. you walked, you walked the end. You walked yeah. to the end. <laughs> Man, I, I gave you guys a little bit of the spoilers in our group chat, which I won't get into here on this show, but shit was nuts. <laughs> That's shit good was though. Nuts. I'm happy to yeah. hear that. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Well, cool. Hey, you know, uh, we're here. We're doing a podcast. Things have been wild. Um, fuck turfs, just as a, a yeah. just as a principle. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean Makes we me have a problem with really... feminism. It's just that being a turf is is purely bad. You it makes just... me really depressed when I still see friends of mine on Twitter like celebrating like uh, Mads Mikkelsen in the next uh, um whatever Harry Harry Potter Pokemon yeah Harry Potter Pokemon well see here's the thing are they celebrating Mads Mikkelsen in Fantastic Beasts or are they just celebrating the fact that Mads Mikkelsen (laughs) I I can't tell sometimes (laughs) the problem with Mads Mikkelsen is that Mads Mikkelsen is unlike unlike the way they had Johnny Depp done up in um in the first two Fantastic Beasts movies Mads Mikkelsen does have that kind of, like, sleazy hotness, like, as as evidenced by him being in Hannibal, that will make <laughs> someone be like, okay, you may have committed the worst crimes known to man, but what does that dick do? <laughs> like, because it happened to Will Graham in the Hannibal TV show. <laughs> so is, is... When he knew, and it, and it, like, I would buy it happening to Dumbledore in these movies. Is Mads Mikkelsen, Mads Mikkelsen. Is he is Mads Mikkelsen the Dumbledore guy? He's Grindelwald. Oh, he's, so okay, the, so he's the magic. So he's the Nazi, the the magic Nazi that Dumbledore falls in love with. That's not great. <laughs> That's See, such I, a sentence. But no one's like, no one's mad at Mads Mikkelsen for playing like magic Hitler because that's a role like that's it's not a good guy but Mads didn't do that stuff it's just like oh yeah, man right but the creator's a turf like that's a real thing <laughs> that's rough but yeah so that's just something that we're, I just want to say at the beginning because I know we all have a lot of trans friends uh, and colleagues and we're allies of them if not in the community so like we want to I don't know I just want to just say forget all that just say um, as the uh whatchamacall as uh like to to chime in with Chuck Tingle in saying fuck turfs. Yeah, that's all I got. Um be good to women. So, let's talk about fun stuff. <laughs> I don't have let's a food go. crime this week. I, I I didn't do anything wild. I had barbecue. My entire week was Chicago. a food crime. What what, <laughs> what kind of food crimes did you got? We've been doing them for oh. about a year now, so yeah, no, it wasn't, uh, like, I don't have a specific food crime. It's just because uh, I was on vacation last week, I just, you know, 
everything I ate was a crime. You know, from like, uh, you know, pizza rolls to like frozen buffalo chicken to whatever. I didn't really do a whole lot of fast food, surprisingly. But, Mm. you know. That's good, though. uh, Just enjoyed my truest uh, what if I didn't have heart failure life (laughs) for a week. The the dream. Truly the dream. (laughs) Cool. uh, Yeah, I don't know that I had any food crimes unless you count the, like, eating a burrito at, like, like 10 30 in the morning in LaGuardia airport yesterday because I was just like, ah, I have access to a burrito. I want this. Um, I feel like eating then, an airport burrito is just like a food risk. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was Dos Toros. It's like a chain. Okay. Like it's, it wasn't I, like it's, vending it's like machine po- airport burrito. Oh gosh. Yeah. It was like vending machine burrito. Ooh. It was like, it was made in front of me, like to my specifications. Okay. But Look, you know I would eat a vending machine burrito. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Don't pretend that you wouldn't <laughs> eat the vending machine burrito if it was placed in front of you. I'm constantly fascinated by, like, videos of Japanese food vending machines that it's like, get a squid from a vending machine. I'm like, I would. I would do that. Bitch, I would. Like, In certain countries. I don't yeah, know if yeah. this is the one say, I would I do would it in. I would not in America. <laughs> no, I would, yeah, not in America. Though then again, if there was like, hey, cheeseburger vending machine, I'd be like, yeah, probably. That, like <laughs> that feels a little safer. Safer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So yeah, too bad that we don't have a lot of food crimes. Um, I guess there's a major food crime going on right now. It's food adjacent crime. Is just Kellogg's being scumbags. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, hiring scabs, but uh, Gen Z came in clutch again, and some millennials theoretically, uh, just you know, crashing their site from like submitting fake resumes. <laughs> That's so good. Even just like setting up a whatchamacallit, like setting up like a bot that would just repeatedly apply at any time they relisted the jobs, it would just apply again. Yeah. For That's... for legal reasons and safety reasons, we will not uh I, I cannot condone or endorse that, but I can say you should not treat your employees poorly. Yep. A lot of companies yeah, maybe, yeah. are uh, fucking around and finding out right around now. Um, though, yeah. Yeah, so are, are a lot of employees because you know, um, you know, our hearts go out. Yeah, well, and also like our hearts go out to like the shit that happened with the tornado in. Yeah. Oh the, yeah, the, the, am- the tornado in Kentucky. And, yeah, like... in Illinois. Um, you know, like nobody should be forced to work through a natural disaster. And I feel like that's a sentence I shouldn't have to say. Um, yeah, that seems pretty basic. Yeah, the only people that should have to work through a natural disaster are what, like, safety teams who signed up literally just to do that? Right. Yeah, like, if you are a first responder. Yeah, I think, you know, officers, I think, should have to, as as and their job is to protect and serve, they should work during a natural disaster. Even look out if, for their community. Even if Smile. you are, like, an officer or, like, a firefighter, like, chances are you aren't going to be out in the tornado. Like, it's, it's fucked. Yeah, so that's the yeah, uh, moment for them. Um, what else is going on? Blizzard continues to be bad. I, f- I wrote that down for a reason, but I can't remember a- if something happened or if I just. <laughs> I think it was just a you know another strike. N- well, they they, I think there was another walkout and yeah. 
some resignation, some like high profile resignations, and there's a fund um, that was set up to help the striking workers. Okay. Yeah. So like basically, like what happened from a labor perspective is that um, typically when you're doing a union drive, you want to keep it under wraps until you have like a super majority of people that you know are going like you have spoken to one on one and are have confirmed verbally that they like like the way that flight attendants on planes if you're sitting in the exit row say that they need a verbal yes like you need to be sure that this person is going to vote yes when things go public right. and you want to wait until you have that super majority to announce that you are forming a union um and they kind of got like scooped i guess like someone like leaked it basically that they were like passing around dues like union cards and so um which just makes it harder because now the like now you typically like you don't have to like start going through all of the like union busty like hostage meetings and stuff that they'll do that companies do um until you've like made that announcement and like gone public and like now they're gonna have to be like much more cautious and circumspect about organizing and be dealing with all of that shit at the same time yeah and there was also a small i mean small protest at the keelys or the game awards for folks at raven software which was a subdivision of activision and they basically their entire qa team got laid off so there was a protest and like i think that's what the walk-offs recently were about too about wanting those people to have their positions restored um Mm -hmm. because it was pretty scummy to do that right before the holidays and just in general as well so yeah Good old Keelys. Yeah, There's a lot of depressing stuff. Do we want to just knock all the depressing stuff out before we have fun? Because I, I don't want to come yeah, back. Yeah. Okay. We're already on a roll for it. Yeah, so. <laughs> sorry for the depression, y'all. Because um, we want to have another moment for one of the uh, one of the goats. Uh, Steph, I think you would be the one to discuss this. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, for, like, sadly, um, Anne Rice passed away over the last weekend. Um, known for... Um, if you're not familiar with her, she was the author of Interview with the Vampire, along with, like, 35 other books, um, both about vampires and witches, and then she had, like, a like a come-to-Jesus moment in, like, the early 2010s and wrote some, like, Jesus fiction? Like, like not just, like, Christian fiction, but, like, fiction about Jesus as a teenager. Yeah, it was, it was um, very specific. Yeah, was like a Jesus. Yeah, like, it was a weird, weird shift. And then recently, in the last, like, ten years, she shifted back to, um, like, over the course of the 2010s, she shifted back and started writing Lestat books again. Um, and, like, actually, the last couple of them, they were, they were bad in, in a good way. They were, like, <laughs> bad in a very enjoyable way. Um, Nothing wrong with some cheese, but, you know? yeah. Yeah, and, like, Andrea, she has a complicated legacy, like, as as many creators do. Like, she's one of the people who is most notorious for sending teams of, copy, of like, IP lawyers after fanfiction authors. I think adultfanfiction.net was the only place that was brave enough to, like, when I was, a, like, a youth, it was the only place that was brave enough to actually post, uh, whatchamacallit, Vampire Chronicles fanfiction 
I think that's probably not true anymore because AO3 has such like robust legal, <laughs> um, such robust legal teams that um, that probably isn't like they can probably like they probably it's probably like blown up in the last like couple of years, but um, yeah, and like she like she did. I don't know, like, I, I, I have always kind of, uh, like, resonated with her as, like, someone who, like, could, like, decided to go out and write books that made vampires just as gay and full of Catholic guilt as I am. Like, <laughs> is, I think, how I said it on Twitter. I would say yes. that's a very specific niche, but I don't think it's that, that niche, honestly. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean yeah. it had a vast popularity. And, it's kind of, like, where a lot of, like, the... Uh, resurgence of the vampire yeah and like the resurgence of vampire fiction is due to like her works so pretty much and like in full to her so that's cool so r.i.p to like again a complicated one but a great one it was just like one of those it was one of those days on twitter you know those days on twitter um (laughs) every day like aka every day on twitter where like Someone was like, like, I posted something like, oh, I'm sad about Anne Rice. Like, she wrote, like, some good books and some extremely terrible books and made some extremely wild choices. But, like, in the long run, like, I am pleased with the works that she put out. And, like, and then I saw, like, four or five other people, like, doing that. Like, you, like, why mourn someone who bullied her fans? Like, like, it isn't complex. It's very simple. Like. It's not. It's like, no, it's actually, all people are people are complex and you can like like for one thing she wasn't a transphobe so like i mean a lot of that's a plus a lot of even queer people and black people would be like yo lovecraft made some good stuff that dude sucked like and he made some bad stuff too that was bad like like it was problematic as well but he did he he was very influential in some positive ways and yeah it's it sucks that we might not have as people writing that exact stuff anymore but no one's like I guess we're like rest in peace, author H.P. Lovecraft. Rest in piss to the man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, I, it, everyone, you can, people be, you are can both be thankful for Cthulhu and also hate H.P. Lovecraft as like for his social views. Yeah, yeah. Like, like for being so racist that the people in his time were like, "Wow, man, maybe dial it back a little <laughs> yeah. bit." Yeah, you should not. Uh... <laughs> If you're getting called a racist during racist times, like I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> just keep tell you, but maybe don't name your cat the N word. Yeah, keep just keep writing about these tentacle monsters, like something we all can get down with. <laughs> <laughs> something that we into the into the modern era have continued to get down with. You know, one could make the claim that Cthulhu was H.P. Lovecraft's worst contribution to. Uh, to the world to because the yeah because racism existed before him and after him i i don't think i could say racism only exists because of hp lovecraft but some could make the the comment that like the tentacle monster fascination has something to do with him <laughs> and saying so that he's sure also a homophobe but like I, I, i'm just not i'm saying i'm not taking off the table is all i'm saying okay <laughs> <laughs> no i was just like the only reason i say that is because there's like ancient like uh japanese like uh there's like like whatchamacall like ukiyo-e prints of like yeah like, on like on like, like china woman, um, yeah of like a woman uh, being pleasured by an octopus kind yeah of. like shit's been around for a long time um <laughs> which is 
is cool. So basically, we would have still gotten the at least at least on from from the anime side of things, would have still gotten yeah. so like tentacle it, stuff. That's that's complicated because cool, great that it wasn't like introduced to the Western world strictly from HP, but kind of just terrifying that humanity has always just been like. Yo, what if those hey, tentacles though? <laughs> and that's <laughs> why. <wild. laughs> hey, babe, what those tentacles do? <laughs> but yeah, so you know, that's the question we all want to know. Um, I think that's all the major, like, actual sad things. We can get into some things that might be tangential, but we're actually going to start having fun now. Um, yeah. so we're going to start by dunking on Marvel because some jackass decided to like use Stan Lee's account to promote NFTs, and. <sighs> Is that just a hack? I'm guessing. No, I mean it's like a oh. it's like a Marvel thing, but it's just like. Uh, and some guy said, "Look, I don't know if Stanley would have gotten into NFTs because, again, a complicated figure. But what we do know is that the man has passed away, and using his like account to promote like, NFTs yeah. is like double gross. <laughs> yeah, it's extremely yucky. Yeah, so there's uh, that's the, I mean, there's not much else to say. Though the, the clapback is real, everybody's upset, so it's not like. They're just getting... I don't think they're going to get away with it. I don't know. Uh, But yeah, now we can... Now we can have some fun. Hell yeah, (laughs) let's get into it. The Keelys were this week, the Game Awards. I saw part of it before I got on my plane home. Are they actually called the Keelys, or do we just call them that because of of one of the many Daddy Jeffs? Yeah, they are the uh, Jeff Keely Game Awards. But I don't know if... Is the trophy called a Keely, or is it just called... A game it's award. the game, a game award. award. No, I mean yeah, like the trophy. Okay. It's just called the game award. Like when you get an Oscar, yeah. you get a game. Like so, it should be called a Keeley, like really. Os- like yeah. so it's like an Oscar, but it's called the Academy Awards. Like yeah, it, he should flip it. Yeah, he should be like, hey, I hear this is a Keeley. Here, have one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> here, have a Keeley. <laughs> <laughs> I have. <laughs> what would it be called? The uh, Ek Got? <laughs> like I have an Emmy, uh- <laughs> a Grammy, a Keeley, an Oscar, and a Tony. <laughs> You gotta put it at the beginning because it's egot, and then you could get oh keygot, keygot, <laughs> keygot. Who's gonna be the first person to get a keygot? <laughs> well, potentially Lynn Manuel Miranda because he knows the macros and he could get into games somehow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's only one degree of separation from games journalism. <laughs> it would be very funny if he got an egot faster than like David Cage got an Oscar or whatever else David Cage wants to get. Um, well. Speaking- Dave, Speaking David of David Cage, Cage actually. Yeah, I was gonna say, so like one of the like <laughs> maybe David not Cage? uh David Cage is a game developer and writer and like he did movies too, I think, right? He wants to. I don't think he has because yeah. his I'll... writing would get laughed out of a cinema. I've I'm heard. pretty sure David Cage did movies. I'm gonna double check Please that. do Cause it's kinda funny, cause Aperna Interactive, um, is named after their movie company, Aperna Studios, and they make Mm -hmm. great movies. Um, I've seen one of them, and I loved it. Uh, And they make pretty cool games. And they had a game show up in the Game Awards as well, and it's just, like, really interactive-type stuff that, like, sometimes people might call it a walking simulator, but it's just too gamey, and also people don't mean walking simulator as a pejorative anymore. But like mm-hmm. they had that one, was it Sinar Wild Hearts? That's a that's a Perna Interactive, right? And a Perna Interactive. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, they they have you... something called uh, the Anacrusis coming out very soon. Yeah, is that the one that they showed at the Game Awards? 
I don't know because I did not watch the game. Uh, it's it was a game that um I only saw like a clip of it, but basically people said this is basically just Scott Pilgrim, but if if like you played as like an Indian woman, um hmm. okay, and it was I, I and I may have gotten the ethnicity wrong, so I apologize. Um, but you are a brown woman and you're like trying to go on dates and you have like fights, but instead of like punching people to like bad conversation and like. It shows like a hit, like a <laughs> light punch like hits you and you're like here's my retort and at one point your mom's like get ready to cook and it's like oh your mo- your parents are like hassling you about not dating or stuff like that it just seemed like a very hashtag relatable experience and it was a great litmus test for the game awards to post that because people in the comments were like oh so where's the game like oh this looks so cringe but then other people were like this is 110 percent my shit please inject it directly <laughs> into my veins and I saw it I'm like I mean it looks pretty nifty Annapurna doesn't they don't miss so like. At worst, yeah. it's going to be a five. At the absolute worst, so yeah. Um, now, the, sorry. So David Cage did not direct any movies. He wants to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the reason we bring him up, <laughs> so, so he's like a notor- he, Quantic Dream is the game studio that he runs or like writes for, and like they've had a lot of scandal regarding you know like abusive work practices and like a lot of like very shitty behavior from mm-hmm. men. Um, well, yeah, they're a game studio. Right, I, there's a, so, you know, they're a game studio. But, but they the became thing, relevant, though, like, because there's a difference between like Blizzard, who at some point made really good games and also is terrible to work for, versus Quantic Dreams, who makes like kind of schlocky stuff that people are like, I don't even know if this is good. Who also right. abuses people? Like, there's no yes. one saying like, well, I'm still gonna buy it, and I'll just try, like, no one's trying to cater so, Quantic Dreams to give like what games they've created is uh like beyond two souls heavy rain uh detroit become human a lot of these like narrative experience games that are like i don't know just like three-dimensional visual novels basically yeah and like honestly like the only one that i played was heavy rain and it was okay like it wasn't you know some sort of masterpiece or whatever but uh i think a lot of people's problem is they're games that should exist but they need better writing which is bad like when you're right if you make a visual novel the writing has to be good or else i'm left with a weird choo-choo an adventure story that's not good beyond two souls that's the whole point of the the thing yeah yeah and beyond two souls had like this weird thing where it was like so the main female character was at time based upon like the appearance of elliot page but uh-huh. like was not so given permission also like the last of us yeah but was if not given know. permission to do no, anything but... like with their likeness but then like did like a full nude scene yeah like, oh good i think i think elliot motion capped for like oh the for face. beyond two souls i okay. think they yeah i think you worked on it so, like, that's why it was really creepy that they made, like, a nude model of the character versus, yeah. like, if Ellie would have grown up and got naked. Like, that just was an XP like... of Elliot Page, but they, but he wasn't involved in it. That's just like, hey, this Joel guy looks familiar and so does, does, does Ellie. Like, what are you doing here? And they're like, no, we right. didn't steal these people from Eddie. No, <laughs> <laughs> but either way, so, like, just questionable practices in yeah. their studio. And, uh... A new Star Wars game was announced during the Game Awards, and it's being Hello. done by Quantic Dream. You should have saw the timeline. Everyone's like, <laughs> the way my face, like, I was so excited. You saw people yeah. like, oh, is it going to be Star Wars? Mm. Like, my face dropped. I watched, like, Maximilian Dudes, like, uh, like his recap of it. And you could just see everyone's face drop. And he's like, oh, Quantic Dreams. <laughs> like, that's yeah. how bad. Tell me, tell me what that means. It's just the, I, the studio. It's bad. That's the studio. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yes, boys, I know that's the studio. But I mean, like, I don't know anything about the context of the studio. So, yeah, they're the The ones who make these, like, narrative-based games that just, like, everyone's tired of, like, they're hacky, they're hacky written games, and also, like, they're scumbags that make them. So, we're, like, excited to see a Star Wars game, and then the last thing we see is the studio come up. Is the studio card. Yeah. It's like, oh. It's kind of like, if, I I can't think of anything else if you're like, oh, shit, this movie looks dope, and then the final title card's at, like, Weinstein Productions, you're like, oh, great, like. Or, like, like, directed by Zack Snyder, and you're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Or Uh, starring Chris Pratt or something. Yeah, (laughs) basically, yeah, yeah, voiced by Chris by Pris Cat, uh, I was thinking of Garfield. <laughs> um, yeah, it'd be basically like that, but if they saved it for the end sort of situation. Yeah. So so that was just somewhat disappointing. Yeah, that uh, was one. Um, I don't know too much about the awards other than Kena Bridge of Spirits got Best Independent Game, and I was excited because I like Bridge of Spirit. And I think Guilty Gear Strive got Best Fighting Game, which... I sure, will, of course. I will comment on a couple things about the awards. So, Please like, do. as I said, I didn't watch them in full. But that's because I have a problem with the way they're presented, and apparently that was still not, like, addressed, addressed. this year. So, like... It's mostly a commercial. Are, it's mostly... It's a commercial with, like, awards, like, peppered into it for, like, to make it seem like it's something that's not a commercial. But the, uh-huh. um... Things like, uh, the award for best music being presented without any of the music being played. Like, just oh, with, yeah. like, their generic, like, background music, like, being played at that's the time. Decision, yeah. Um, things like the moat, like games for impact award being presented as part of the pre show, and then to have like you know, like two words be said about the situation with Activision Blizzard, which, like, yeah, fucking I thought Keely, they didn't really kind of, yeah, Keely had to have his arm twisted in order to do it. Like, it, you know, it just generally, like. I, I know that it's good good for the industry to have, like, these high-profile events like this. I just super wish it wasn't Jeff Keighley. Oh, um. yeah. I mean, the, 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 the problem with the Game Awards is that it's, I guess, I'd say it's a legitimate awards show. And it has all yeah. the same problems as the rest. Just instead of performances and skits and weird speeches that aren't accepting speeches, we have commercials. Yeah. Um, it seems like we don't and, in the game awards. I don't think we get that many less awards than like the Grammys or the Oscars, which yeah. is weird. To, like during the show, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, like actually like getting to see them. Yeah, like but, I think there's like eight awards maybe throughout the night, same as the Grammys in roughly the same amount of time. But instead of commercials yeah. for stuff we don't care about, it's games and the occasional Chic Hydrobot. <laughs> right. Oh, free your so, skin. <laughs> the um. The only other thing I really know about the awards themselves is that uh, there were two awards that were given to Final Fantasy XIV, and it was uh, Best Community and Best Ongoing Game. And Good. That's deserved. The f- yeah, very deserved. And uh, <laughs> the only thing I have to comment about this was, boy, was it funny to see Fortnite kids going fucking nuts on Twitter about, what is this game? Nobody plays this game <laughs> about Final Fantasy XIV. During the week of its expansion launch, where, like, they had just come out and said, like, there were, like, 24 million unique accounts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm positive and for- our Discord was crashing last week because of everybody yes. trying because to, of, like, yeah. I'm positive of that. And, like, the uh, the like the funny thing was, is, like, all of these people were, like, posting, like, uh, you know, concurrent player stats from Steam. Where it's like, look at this, Final Fantasy only has like 90,000 players. How is this best community or like best ongoing game? And everyone was mm-hmm. like, hey, like, 
nobody buys it through Steam because it yeah. like has its own launcher. Like, yeah, you can just buy it through the launcher. You could be playing it on another system. Yeah, um, like it's on PS4 and PS5. Like, yo, dude, like it's not just Steam. <laughs> yeah, it's, so it, was, uh, it was just funny to to watch the reaction to it. Yeah, um, and I'll, I'll give Fortnite credit for like ongoing. Like whether whether you like the content in Fortnite or not, you can't deny that. They make a lot of it, and they do a lot of stuff sure. with crossovers. They sure do make a lot of yeah, it. They sure do make a lot of it. It was just—it was more just funny, like. Oh, I'm laughing seeing... too. It's like you can't sit there and yeah. say, "What's a scheme that no one's ever heard of?" Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. have you never heard the meme about the critically acclaimed Final Fantasy free up to level sixty? Like, and it's currently like sitting like the expansion itself is like currently sitting at like the highest reviewed game this year. Like, oh yeah, they don't play around it's... over there. <laughs> no, it's so it's just funny, like. You know, but at the same time, you have to remember, like, general public has no clue what it is. So, you know, just a a little like reminder that you know, even if something seemed massively popular to you and yours, that it could be considered niche by I don't know people who only play Fortnite. Well, yeah, it's it's kind of like when honestly, this is it hurts because I'm kind of a fan, not really the community, but like when Smashers go like. What the hell is Blaze Blue and Guilty Gear? No right. one plays that shit. You're like, lots of people play that <laughs> <Yes>. shit. <laughs> what do you like, like, like Blaze Blue. <laughs> well, it's actually like, what it's actually like is like the meme of like, like, this movie reminds me a lot of The Matrix, says a man who's only, the only movie he's ever seen is The Matrix. Yep. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, like when someone hears jazz, they're like, oh, this reminds me of Persona. Like, no, it's just jazz. Yeah. Like, <laughs> man, this forest re- reminds me of Breath of the Wild. My God, that's a picture of a forest. <laughs> it, like, every time somebody plays <laughs> like a game rendered? and sees, like, like an no, open... it's literally a photo. <laughs> like, there's always the, the thing of, like, you know, a new game gets teased or shown off, and it's, like, got open fields with, like, a few trees dotting it and, like, flowing grass. They're like, oh, it's just like Breath of the Wild. It's like, yeah, because that never existed before. <laughs> yeah, there are no no trees in the world. <laughs> what I will say, though, and I, I've been trying to, like, figure this out, like, just within internally, like, why does this remind me of Breath of the Wild? And I realized, oh, it's not that games are open world. It's this specific shot, like, sweeps the same way. That, and I'm not saying that Breath of the Wild did it first, but it's, like, that very specific coming up right behind Link, and then the camera pans up after that, like, yeah, Fields have existed forever. Far Cry has been out. But, like, that specific shot, I'm like, you guys are just trying to rip off Zelda. And then when people right. are like, this seems like the Zelda trailer. Oh, what? Because there's a field? No. Because, like, the Splatoon 3 trailer didn't look like Breath of the Wild, even though it's open world. And, like, in a desert that you could call the Gerudo Desert, it looked different. Because they're, like, the angles from above rather than below. And I'm like, yeah. You know what did look like the Breath of the Wild trailer, though? Sonic Frontier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Sonic fans are eating this year. Like our anniversary, they, we might not have got a game, but we're doing better than the Mario and Zelda anniversaries. I'll give you that. Um, yeah. We got two announcements uh, at the Game Awards. Um, well, not announcements, but like more preview content. Um, we got a, a, a full trailer for the Sonic 2 movie and a trailer yeah. for uh, Sonic Frontier that had no gameplay still, which we're all really hoping to see, but at least a premise and a general vibe. I mean, people are like, it's just Breath of the Hedgehog. And we're like, yeah, honestly, so if Sega just copied Breath of the Wild and tried to do a Sonic version of it, that's the best bet of this being a good game. But I hope it's just a ROM <laughs> hack of exactly Breath of the Wild, but you're like a Sonic model instead. Just the balls to release that would make it like at least like game of the year. <laughs> of like, this is actually just Breath of the Wild 
Why? Because the forest? No, I mean, like, that's literally Hyrule Castle right there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's Korok seeds over there. Like, no, those are rings. I'm, like, pretty sure rings are supposed to have an opening in the middle. Um, but it looked cool. Um, looks like there's going to be like, a different kind of boost. Maybe you're going to some other world. I don't know. The, the tone could be there. Yeah, I don't know. But the real story was the Sonic, the movie trailer. And it looks surprisingly yeah. like a movie. Yeah, it yep. does. Steph, you sound like you have some thoughts. So we've been talking a lot. What do you think about the Sonic movie? Oh, trailer. I, mean, I think the, the trailer... Well, about the Sonic movie. You mean the, the top-grossing superhero movie of 2020? <laughs> no, it's sequel. <laughs> um, oh, yes, the sequel to the... <laughs> the top-grossing top uh, superhero movie of 2020. Um, it looks good. It looks actually like... I, it's so funny to me that, like... The first trailer for the first movie was like everyone was like, "We were like this is hell. We're in hell. We're going to hell. Everything is hell." And then the trailer for this one is like, "Oh yeah, I'd see that." Like, it feels good. Sure, it's like Knuckles looks cool. Like, he does look cool. Uh, courtesy of The Verge, uh, Idris Elba failed to make Knuckles not sexy, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. y'all need to crank it if you're saying shit like this. <laughs> but also Idris Elba just does have a very smooth voice and it was wild to see that voice come out of Knuckles yeah that was it, very weird after having played like Sonic Adventure 2 where he does not sound like that but I was like it doesn't not work it's just yeah this we have Jim Carrey as Robotnik we have so- uh, Ben Schwartz as Sonic like this can work um and also like to back to the uh like him making making Knuckles sexy note like <laughs> We wouldn't want any, like, dirty content to be coming into the Sonic fandom because of this movie. I... It's been so innocent up until this point. <laughs> it's like you want to say that, well, no, it's fine that they have a very dirty fan base, but we don't want anything official to be, like, kind of smutty. And you're like, no, Knuckle- Rouge just had big-ass titties in Sonic Adventure 2 with Jiggle <laughs> Physics. Like, yeah, that was a thing that happened. Yep, this, nope. <laughs> Let it ride. Sonic kissed a lady. <laughs> No, Sonic got kissed by a lady. He was dead. You're right. <laughs> so she's the freak in this situation. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but only for the necrophilia. The kissing of the hedgehog is understandable. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, if you lived in a world where hedgehogs were the, like that height and weren't hedgehogs, they were just aliens, and they could consent to being kissed, I, I, I guess it's okay. <laughs> If you lived in a world where hedgehogs were at least five foot two, <laughs> yeah, like if, we're ta- if I, as tall as know, Ben man. Shapiro, <laughs> you too would want to smooch a hedgehog. I don't know, man. I still hold to my my Jack Har- my Jack Harkness rule. If it is sentient and content and can consent to a consensual smooch, yeah, then then it's fine to smooch it. Yeah, I think- but if it's dead, I don't know about that. Because it, it was start, it, that kiss was definitely like in this in the uh, Prince Charming handbook of kissing girls you find in the woods. Um, <laughs> thing that you shouldn't do. Yeah, thing that you shouldn't do. Um, but she did save space time, so I mean, I don't know. But uh, yeah, the tra- I mean the trailer looks good. Wild, uh, cool choice, but wild did they just have Tails' voice actress from the games? Yeah, Col- Colleen O'Shaughnessy. Yeah. She's doing a good job. I'm glad. Just very strange to be like, we're going to stunt cast everybody <laughs> except for Tails, right? Except for Tails. Yeah. <laughs> Which maybe they were like, maybe it was like right. Maybe they decided it right after the Chris Pratt Mario news dropped, and they were like, oh, maybe we should get at least one person from I the feel actual like it, video game. It would have had to have been in work 
for longer than that. What I'm, that oh, was just true. like last month. Well, what I'm thinking true. of is they probably threw Tells into the first movie last minute. And they're like, we're not even going to cast. Let's just get the voice actress to do it. Because if they didn't throw Tells in last minute, we need to see the original Sonic Teeth Cut version of Tails. Right. Because um, <laughs> there's no way Tells just looks cute the whole time and Sonic had weird teeth. Um, Sonic teeth. <laughs> but, I mean, the trailer looked fun. Knuckles was there. Robotnik had his uh, like mustache thing going yes, on. Yes, he with had the, the very the classic the look. The classic look. Tails was there with the plan. Like, oh, so that first one was just to get funding so you can make a Sonic movie. Because now yes. all the Sonic stuff is happening. <laughs> yeah. Now here's the Sonic stuff. Do you think he goes oh. supersonic in this movie? See, I don't know. Because I think that'd be a good third thing to do. Only because we already have... It depends on what that big green emerald that Jim Carrey found. Was that the Master Emerald or just the Chaos Emeralds big in this world? I right. don't know. They they started yeah. with a green one, so it could go either way. <laughs> right. And, like, the the thing is, is if, they're, if they do it in the way that it's like, all right, this is, like, now the first Sonic movie or whatever... Then, like, yeah, the next movie he would go supersonic because that happens in Sonic Two. Yeah, but I don't like, know what the like escalation is though. Like, right. But I also like I also kind of really am hoping that you know this is Sonic Two, and then we get Sonic and Knuckles, and then we get Sonic Three and Knuckles. But I mean, yeah, well, I guess they could do that because if they do Sonic and Knuckles, like that's when he's part of the team. They could logically make yeah. it work. I, I don't know. I just want to see the Death Egg. I want to see them have to be like, this is not the Death Star. Like, <laughs> I, I just. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, but I need the most important thing that I need for, to know from this movie is if they're going to make uh, Robotnik and his assistant canonically married, which is important to me personally. I, <laughs> I Here's what I would actually want rather than them being married. That's too simple. I want a will they, won't they, but not like a, dude, that's gay. I want a, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm busy doing science. Yeah, let's, like, put, <laughs> yeah, let's put the, put the, like an action, like the romance plot of... Sonic the Hedgehog 2 Look, I'm just is, is Robotnik and his uh, assistant. Yes, I love What's his name? Agent Stone. Yeah, there was more of a chance of Robotnik and Agent Stone kissing in the first one than, like, the cop and his wife. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, they were too ironic. busy looking at Zillow and eating at Olive Garden, so... <laughs> Look, it's not even a real garden. Here's... A, well, I mean, now we can't even go to Marble Garden without them making an Olive Garden joke, but um, <laughs> it's wild that as much Olive Garden and Zillow and other product placement that was in the first Sonic movie, when they follow up on the joke that Agent Stone's good at making lattes, he now works at Mean Bean Coffee Company, which is which like is a good, bro- like, a good yeah. joke, but like... So that's what you're drawing the line with product placement. We're not going to do a Starbucks tie, and you're going to get a, a new <laughs> they, coffee shop. Like, they wanted to make the Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine joke. Like they couldn't. I, I they, know, but like it's so <laughs> weird that that's where they're like, "Now nah, we got to make our own joke here." Did I mean in the trailer? Cool, did they though. call him Ro- like? Was he Robotnik already, or was he? Or is he I think be his Eggman? name was Doctor Robotnik. He's probably going to become. Okay. I mean, Sonic called him Eggman, but his name was Robotnik, I believe. Right. Well, he's um, got yeah. like the classic like egg like hover egg he's got thing. the look now yeah, yeah. He, and some stuff that kind of looked like buzz bombers but like with that metroid dr- with that metroid dread metroid, uh, aperture yeah, science they, look they just came out of metroid <laughs> dread <laughs> it's it sucks for them because like like we did that first i mean we stole it from hal 9000 but we still did it before metroid did. yeah but yeah I, I don't want to i could talk for hours about uh sonic obviously but the trailer looks good i hope it's decent again if we get a five out of ten movie i'll, I'll be it comes happy out. with it 
It comes out next year, April 6th, right in time for my birthday. I thought it was like the so, 22nd or something. My birthday's the 22nd, but like, you know me, I'm not going to go see a movie the first couple weeks it comes out. So Yeah, especially not in a panorama. No, Oh, exactly. it does come out April 8th. Oh, I thought it yeah. came on the 20th. Why do I think the 22nd? Maybe it's remembered your birthday. Yeah, maybe for once somebody remembered my birthday. <laughs> hey, you know for me. For once. <laughs> um, the, uh... Yeah, also, um, this is not our list, but it's movie adjacent, yeah, so let's go. May I, might I bring up, um, and, like, this is just just for us as three people who know nothing at all about the rest of the franchise to talk about, because I've never watched any Sex in the City, <laughs> but, um, so the oh, new yes. Sex in the City miniseries, in the first yeah, episode, the spoilers story. if that's something you care about, <laughs> I'm not sure why you're listening to our podcast, but, um... It's pop culture. Mr. Big, yeah, Mr. Big dies of a heart attack that is induced by a Peloton course, like, by a Peloton, like, program, and, like, HBO had gotten permission from from Peloton to, like, feature the bike and use the branding, and had not told them that it was going to cause the murder, like, basically, like, be the cause of death of, like, the long-running, like, love interest from the entire show. That's and very they, uh, good. <laughs> like, they found out when people who watched the show found out, and I think that's hilarious. Didn't their stock drop briefly? It did! It dropped ten points! <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that kind of bullshit is our wheelhouse, I think. It's just like, hey, yeah. uh, Peloton <laughs> stock dropped because, like, a Sex in the Kid City character died in a reboot. Like, oh, yep. That's- and it's also, like... That's ridiculous that the stock would drop because your product killed a fictional character. Like, it was that... like, oh man, can't have a Peloton if it's gonna kill my my love interest. It's God, just... that's very weird. Yeah, I wish I had remembered that, like, to put that on the list because that is very funny that that happened. Thank shout out to Twitter trending for reminding me about it. Because apparently Peloton has now had to, has now already put out a an ad a rebuttal ad, basically. <laughs> but who like, like who decided that like I don't know I don't know I I, I don't know how, why they had to do that. We live in the worst timeline, but also the best really timeline because that's a those are all words that we able to, we were able to say. Uh, <laughs> and other people will know what they meant. Oof oof oof. Uh, what else we got? There was other game trailers and stuff. I don't know. Some of them look good. Some of them look bad. Uh, Garfield was the new free DLC for the Nickelodeon fighting game. But you that, can't yeah. play them on Mondays. Yeah, apparently that was a... I guess that was, that was a joke. A, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a joke. It was a I was nice, sad, actually, that it was a joke. Yeah, I, yeah that's too. actually kind of hilarious. I wish they would have done that. Uh, but yeah, Garfield's there. I saw a very good video from Super Eyepatch Wolf. They dove into the iceberg of how, uh, like, the creepy Garfield stuff, like, how that came to be. And that's mm-hmm. 110% my shit of, like, someone saying, hey, you know how there's, like, creepy Garfield fan art, like, really, like, eldritch shit? Why did like why did that happen? And they dive into it, and it's re- it's because of H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> yes, but why why Garfield though is the question. Uh. <laughs> that son of a bitch H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, a lot of it just comes down to Jim Davis having existential fears that maybe he didn't even know about, but that come up in his uh come across in the. Yeah. I probably was like, does it have anything to do with like Garfield minus Garfield and like how? Sort of, yeah, like that's related to it. Um, I think Lasagna Cat, the web series, may have come out before Garfield minus Garfield or around the same time. But those kind of things get into it, and 
uh, he said I, he did a lot of, he did sample size and the like number one, I won't spoil what the number two is because it's important, but the number one joke in Garfield by a large percentage is John is pathetic jokes. <laughs> not Garfield <laughs> hating Mondays, not coffee or lasagna, but just that John sucks. And his uh, previous comic was actually about himself. So John was an original OC, like self insert in the John uh-huh. comic that he doesn't talk about. He acts like he had a Norm the Nat comic and then started Garfield three years later. He doesn't talk about that middle where he was just John Arbuckle and everyone liked Garfield better. So, you know, watch the video. I I, I can't recommend it enough. It does get a little bit creepy, but there's not like any, there's Is not like bad stuff, like? trigger warnings. It's just more of like if creepy shit, like creepy crawly things bother you, maybe be wary, but like no one's like getting harmed other than John who's fake, so. I saw uh, like a, a uh, kind of like article like talking about a documentary about Jim Davis. Did you know that he apparently, in order to draw Garfield, looks like Google's pictures of Garfield for reference? I think I heard that before. <laughs> it's grown think... bigger than him. Like Garfield yeah. is a wild I, thing, and now you're like going to see him everywhere. Point... Just so you know. Yeah. Well, I already saw a Garfield Miku earlier this morning. So. <laughs> oh boy. I mean, yeah. that's that's the pinnacle. I'm one of those people who's like every Miku is a good Miku, and I was like, but not this one. <laughs> you just know, you just know you're for some shit when a guy starts a video. We're going to talk about how how weird the Garfield fan base is, and no, we're not even broaching the porn. We're going past the weirdness of that. Like, well, thank you. What else we got? Uh, Kickstarter's doing some blockchain shit. That's bad. Yep. Yeah, that's bad. We missed that in our bad news part of this podcast. It's not depressing so much as it's just straight up bad. I think. Yeah. True, 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 true. Um, so yeah. I don't want to talk too much been... about it, really. I don't have much to say. But you might have some good news, Steph. Um, we already talked. We're just jumbled today because it's it's a it's a tu- it's a Tuesday and we're all tired. Um, back to workers' rights. There's some union stuff, right? Hell yeah! There's plenty of union stuff popping up all over the place. Um, first off, Starbucks in Buffalo won its first union election, so it has a uh, a one store um one store won their election right out one um one had a challenged had had enough challenged ballots that it it needed to go to like like an arbitrator needed to resolve them and one lost the election but the one that won the election is now the first unionized starbucks in the country <laughs> um it's it's so funny like how like little like it's a, it was a nineteen to seven vote to unionize. Like it was a very small unit, um, but it like is like making national news. And this one store unionizing has terrified the Starbucks like um, management like all the way up the chain so badly that they're like already starting to like the scare tactics on other stores that have filed uh union for union elections. Um. Which I think there were two so, in Boston as of this morning, I think. Yeah, there were some in Boston, there's one in Arizona, and a couple more Buffalo stores are all... So, like, some, some people are, like, waiting, like, in, like, two months you'll hear that Starbucks is starting franchising, and, like, no longer... Because, like, unlike McDonald's, which, like, are, like, a franchisee can buy, like, a chain of McDonald's in your area, and then they run them with, like, some oversight from McDonald's corporate but like it's not directly there's not like a direct chain right um starbucks is not like that starbucks has a direct chain all the way up to whoever replaced howard schultz so 
Um, Shows what I know. I thought it was still Howard Schultz. <laughs> um, if, 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 I don't know. I thought I thought he like retired from that when he was thinking about running for president. God, what a hundred years ago that was. Right. Um. But, but yeah, but so that's very exciting. It's exciting for them. Um, they're like getting like support from all over the place. Like people are placing mobile orders and saying like, don't make this like. We're just we just wanted to support the unionized store and like leaving like huge like like cost of drink or more tips on their drinks. Um, people are coming out of their way, like going out of their way to like go there and like lots of like lefty like hipsters are like, uh, I have to go to Starbucks now because so I can support the union. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was talking actually to a uh, the wife of a friend who used to write for. Uh, lady geek girl with us who is in buffalo and she said the start the the unionized starbucks is right down the street from where she works and like she's very excited nice for them yeah, so very good um but yeah and then additional union news um is that i heart media i have been waiting and wondering and hoping for like two years now um when the first, like, I know that I, th- I think there are other unionized podcast organizations, but like, iHeart is like a it's monopoly to, yeah. to some extent. Like, they are a huge power in the in the podcast market, and the uh, the the workers of iHeart announced, like, the iHeart podcasts announced that they were unionizing um, just recently. I'm very excited for them. I like I said, I've been like. Wondering if this was going to, like, not even if this was going to happen, but when it was going to happen with all of the media unionizing that's been going on um, in the last couple of years. Um, and I'm really, like I said on Twitter, I'm really excited for them. A couple, like, fairly, like, not, like, big name people, but, like, pe- like some verified people and, like, some people who host, like, iHeart shows followed me when I tweeted about it. And I was like, me? Like, <laughs> But like like Brian Cranston points to self like yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah I think like they they do so much work like behind the scenes like producers and researchers and all sorts of like like writers and not not to mention the people who actually like record the podcast like I'm very excited for them um, I hope they get what they want and a final union thing um that is just from earlier today is that the Wirecutter Union, um, which was on strike over Black Friday weekends, um, which, uh, like, in order to kind of, like, prove a point to management, um, got what they wanted. They got everything that they wanted in their contract. They're very excited about it, and uh, kudos to them. Yeah. So when you say Wirecutters, you mean, like, literal Wirecutters, or is that, like, a a name for something? Oh, Wirecutter is a, like, a subset of the New York Times that does, like, tech um, oh, tech okay. reviews and like tech uh, recommendations and stuff like that. Like that's good to know because in my day job, I I do know people that cut wires. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, not not like I'm sure there are unions for. Like, I feel like electricians are, are definitely lots un- of you definitely unionized. Yeah. <laughs> not like the wire. Yeah, yeah for but yeah, that, um, there's but strong yeah, so, unions. Good. We love to see yeah, that. Yeah. We love workers' love to rights. See it. Yeah, by the time this podcast goes up, I'll I will have had my first contract session for our work. So that's uh So I hope that means excited. you're doing it like in the next two days and not that you just 
or accurately know how fast I am at editing. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's tomorrow morning. Okay. Yeah, you will be done before me then. Poof. Cool. Moving right along. Do we have any more that we want to say about Endwalker? Besides no, that dude. it's like good. Yeah, like I mean he could I could I, I feel like he could probably talk on it for a minute. I'm sure. Like I could easily go for a few hours about it. And honestly, like I think it would be cool if at some point we could do like a spoiler cast just to like I know neither of you have played it, but I've gotta talk to somebody about the story of this fucking oh, game. Yeah. Cause it like I'll I'll do some like light spoilers right now. We're not gonna get to any of the end game stuff. But like by so like there's ten levels. End game walker. <laughs> yes. So the um the game, you know, like expanded the game up to level ninety. So by level eighty two you're already on the moon. <laughs> Which <laughs> is a pretty big leap <laughs> of, you know things that were happening within the game. Uh huh. By level eighty three or eighty five, I think eighty three you're already fighting God, or at least one of them. Hell yeah! Attack and dethrone God. <laughs> yeah. So, by that point, like, literally, it showed me what the fight was going to be, and I was like, well, I thought that was going to be the last one, so I don't know what's going to happen now. <laughs> that's a good feeling, though. Yes, it was a very good oh, feeling. what's next? Um, you know, because there's all sorts of, like, time travel going on. They're, like, very, very, like oh, this is Final Fantasy-type story stuff. <laughs> and, you know, the new classes feel, like, amazing to play. I actually ended up, um... At first, I was a little bit behind my friends, because uh, instead of immediately starting the new story quests, I instead elected to level a Reaper. Um, but then I still ended up finishing the story before anybody else. Because <laughs> I was putting, like... Because you had taken two weeks off yeah, and I was, to do it. Yeah, and I was playing between 10 and 12 hours of this game a day. So, yeah. um, I mean, you know, fun times. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all the changes they've made, like, I've really enjoyed, you know, like, I'm going to keep playing and try to, like, level additional jobs and stuff like that. But, like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if in, like, a few, like, in a month or two, I'm like, yeah, I'm taking a break from it. But that's just because that's the way these games work. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of. You just, like, like it's just the. Either perma grind or, like,. Big beef grinds, like, when they come out. Yeah, it's, like, there's there's two ways to play an MMO like this. It's either it's the only game you play, and you are, like, an endgame raider, and you are doing all of the savage and, like, uh, like ultimate content and stuff like that. Or you're someone like me who's, like, I do go through spurts where I'm, like, I'm gonna play this and only this for a couple months. And then mm -hmm. I'm, like, uh, I kind of want to go play the new Pokemon game or whatever. And, you know kind of give final fantasy a break and the director has specifically said like that's okay he's not trying to make a game <laughs> that is the only game that you should play you ever play yeah, yeah. he likes other games so <laughs> <laughs> which is cool because like a lot of like companies nowadays it's like they want you to be in their ecosystem the entire time yeah so, some uh some game was yeah. like on the discourse today for being one of those like changing so that they didn't have like hyper grinders anymore and it's like that shouldn't even be some people are like that shouldn't even be a thing and i think it's <clears throat> how does how does it, it, it it's you want to give something to do for the people that are going to know life your game like if someone's like i only want to play final fantasy 14 you're like well we don't want them to get 
if they're going to burn themselves out, we want them to have stuff to do because they are loyal fans. But if we put stuff at the end of that path, some people are going to feel cheated that they can't get to that path, right? right. Some people are completionists in mm-hmm. that way. Um, that's not something that personally affects me all the time, but I understand it does affect a lot of people. And I think having skill-based challenges can be in there. Like, using Overwatch for an example, I think there was like some spray you could get as Widowmaker if you got a certain amount of headshots in a certain amount of time. And I'm like, I, I can't. Um, <laughs> also, I don't play her, so I don't need it. But so I could see some people seeing that little blank out of blank cosmetics number might bother them a lot. And right. I get that. Um, mm-hmm. And when you can either spend money to get it or just invest pure time, that could be really detrimental to some people. So it gets hard because, you you know, you want to you want to cater to both people. Um, yeah. But at the same and time, like it's when there's so many games coming out, there's kind of something nice about saying, I can't even finish this. I'm just going to do something else. Yeah. And, you know, like there's also the, the whole aspect of like a lot of the stuff in like an MMO will require that you have a group of, you know, 10 comp at least like eight to 10 competent people that you can rely on to do the content with on a like weekly basis or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I'm sure I could find that. I'm definitely like, I'm not sitting here being like, Oh, I'm the best MMO player of all time. I know I could do it. Like I've done like, I've been a core raider in other MMOs. I just don't do it anymore. Like, it's just not my lifestyle. So mm-hmm. though, like, that that's the cool thing about Final Fantasy though is even if you're not doing these like extreme end game raids like the savages, the ultimates, the extremes or whatever, they put out mm-hmm. a raid mode that everybody can do. Like just that's the good. the normal raids, you can just queue up, you'll get matched with random people, but like it will be challenging but easy enough that you will be able to do it. So excited for when that comes out January 4th, I want to say. <laughs> so Nice. Yeah, that's my uh, Endwalker update. Hopefully, maybe for like something, either New Year's or end of the year, we can do a. I try to explain the lore of this expansion. <laughs> the lore of the expansion. I mean, it looks cool. So I, I like it. I just I'm not an MMO guy, which makes me sad because it's a cool thing. I don't know. I like cool things. Yeah, it's um, one of those things where I think everyone could like it, but I totally understand why it's not someone's thing. I think, yeah, it's not this MMO, it's just MMOs, because I'm like, damn, this is a cool-ass game. Yeah. Really shouldn't have spent so much time in the Golden Saucer trying to get that Chocobo outfit, because I think I burned myself out on it. (laughs) I just wanted that trader outfit for no reason. Uh, What else we got? Um, Instagram might be fixed next year to have a chronological timeline. And I know, Eric, you're not a fan of the metaverse. Nope. But Instagram, I think, is a pretty nifty thing that's relatively... There's less Nazis there for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, um, it's true. I think because either to like to succeed on Instagram, you have to be like wildly hot. You have to make good physical like content, like art. You have to draw something, or just be somebody that people want to see anyway. And when you're a hateful person, you tend to not be able to uh, be approachable or make that good of art. So on an art-based platform, you're not going to succeed. Yeah, right. you're going to be able to share Pepe memes, but, like, those are dime a dozen. My voice cracks because I'm an adult. Um, <laughs> so I like Instagram. I, I like keeping up with friends there. It's uh, better than Facebook as far as the people there, but I don't know. Social media is bad, but at least they're saying, you know what? People want their chronological feeds. We'll give it back. Kind of in a, well, it seems like people missed posts anyway with the chronological feed, but if y'all want it so bad, 
we're not so bad, we'll give it back. We're going back, thank you. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people will scroll back until yesterday's yeah. content. So if I missed something, that's that's on me at that point. That's not because you algorithm algorithmed it away from me. Mm-hmm. That said, you could do something like, I don't know, if I don't look at a post, you could have it in an unread thing that I could just scroll down. Rather yeah, than, that'd be... I think, then that's too I think, much like email. It is, huh? but it, like you don't have to click red. Like if you if you go by, it goes into its algorithm. Like you viewed this, you've engaged with it, right? Um, I don't know. Like I think Jesus and Mara made a good joke. Like oh yeah, you'll be scrolling Instagram and see a flyer for a party. Like hell yeah, I want to go to that. Like oh, it was three days ago. How come <laughs> I just saw this today? And it's like this yeah. can't be the best way for this to look. Um. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, and it, like, I feel like that would it'll also kind of like unfuck all of the stuff. Like, I feel like creators, like cosplayers and stuff on there, are always like posting like the current way the algorithm works is that you need to save posts that you like, and that's the most important. Then like then comment. Like, there's always like some new like voodoo that you have to do to like actually get engagement. Yeah. Successfully, and I feel like a chronological feed will fix that too yeah these people like will have at least they'll feel like they can have control over seeing stuff yeah um so that's cool i'm happy about that and then rick riordan is on our list yeah um my my good man uncle rick um like as as all of the end of the year lists come in as they are want to do um we one of the one of the um like user voted on things is the Goodreads Choice Awards. So Goodreads is a website where you can track what books you're reading and like rate them. It's kind of a hell site as anything <laughs> with like user input might be on the internet where you are where you're posting reviews can be. Um but and it's owned by Amazon of course because <coughs> what isn't he has won the like the children's book award like the um like everyone you can vote on on like the top books and um he's won the children's book award for like the last like six years in a row um for like whatever book he has out that year um and in true like i guess we're kind of like bookending this podcast with like a a terrible children's book creator and a positive children's book creator (laughs) um but so instead of posting some dumb shit on twitter about uh trans women he wrote to goodreads and said hey guys i really appreciate like that that like winning this award like i love all my fans Next year, don't include me in this because someone else, like I, I don't need this felicity. Like I don't need this award. It, it, like it's it it is meaningful to me in that I appreciate my fans, but it would mean more to someone who is not an old white man who's had bestseller on the list for four hundred and like ninety eight weeks. Like that's legit. Just love someone and, who's uh, been like I can. You know what? This could be useful for someone else. Easy, free way to pay it forward. Like, yeah. And still gets him good publicity from it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It like, actually, <laughs> turns, turns out that being a good dude actually gets you good publicity. Yeah, that's it. It's Why? kind of funny seeing people. Um, it just reminds me of all the stuff that various yeah, com- people, man. <laughs> it's the stuff that companies will do to uh, how to say it. Like they'll say they just company just did this to get good publicity. It's like, but I thought you liked the free market, and this is a good free <laughs> market action. 
why are you mad that people are doing something that is oh you 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 like the free market when it's hurting people oh oh i, I see it's just this action <laughs> oh you're a libertarian i get it God, I told my, I was talking to my hairdresser the weekend and I was like, yeah, they, there are two kinds of libertarians, I feel like, libertarians who, like, just want to smoke weed in peace, and the libertarians who want to, like, own lots of guns and, uh, like, and abolish people. age of consent laws. Yeah. Um, and she was like, there, what? Age of consent laws? And I was like, oh, honey, I'm so sorry to introduce you to this part of the internet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I was listening to, I was watching a streamer video it's an old video but they were they were reacting to neil degrasse tyson talking to ben shapiro and ben shapiro clearly thought neil was just going to come in and agree with him and shit on trans people but neil degrasse tyson is like well as a libertarian kind of person i think if someone is affirming their gender and we live in the freest country in the world like we claim to i don't see how that should affect me (laughs) he's like i don't really see what the problem is i'm like that's the libertarian take like, why do you care as one person if another person's like, hey, this is my gender, even if you think they're wrong? What does that have to do with you? And I'm like, that's the libertarian take. And that's pretty cool. Because um, actual libertarians are like, yeah, I don't want the cops. I don't, like, But I think most people just mean I'm a Republican that wants to smoke weed and lower age of consent laws. I, th- I think that's mm-hmm. the, really what it comes down to in this country for now. So I feel bad for the on-paper libertarians who are like, no, I really mean this in the real way. Like, we should all leave each other alone. I mean, like, it's still not helping, but... Yeah, where, where are the libertarians for prison abolition? Right. Like... Yep, it's, you, you would think they, they meant no government, but it's like, just the government that I don't like. Yeah, no, no, not that. Yeah, yeah, not that, like, the, the thing I like. Only and the ways that I no, feel oppressed. No take, only throw. <laughs> yeah. Like... And I guess the last thing I'll, we could talk about is... Oh, one quick thing. Nick Cage is starring in a movie about Nick Cage. Uh, called The Unbearable Love Weight that. of Massive Talent. He's playing like a parody <laughs> version of himself. I'm happy to see it. Um, Seth Rogen's in a movie or show that's about Santa, and people are downvoting it, some because white supremacists, but a lot of people just think it looks bad and looks kind of bad. Uh, and <laughs> streamers, I guess, uh, Hassan Piker and Valsh, 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 I never remember which one it is, Valsh, got banned from platforms for calling people... The C word. I, I don't think I'm allowed to say it. I think one of you has to say it. I think you can say it. It's fine. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we give you we give you official permission. No, it's um, it's one of those it's things. Like it's just comp- so they were they were going in discussions about how um the word cracker as a as a quote unquote diss isn't as bad as like the N word or something, right? Or the R slur, or the F slurs. Um, if two words, if you're comparing two words, and you literally can't you say, say one of them. Then yeah, the, and the, I, that one is worse. <laughs> yeah, that's a great bit from John Mulaney, and it's true. And even the people that aren't denying that it's not as bad, they're like, of course it's not as bad, but I think you shouldn't be able to say it. It's like, well... And then Hassan went on a whole video about how, like, there's no historical context behind, like, why it's marginalizing and bad. He's like, it's just me. Like, it's not nice. You shouldn't be able to go to work and call somebody this. But, like, I don't think you should get banned off a platform for saying it. Like, yeah, I was like, I think that's fair. I, I, I think that's I think that's a reasonable take. Um, I guess uh, Vosh said something similar, so they've both been banned off platforms for like a week. Which uh, someone on Twitter said getting Vosh for saying uh, crackers like getting Al Capone for tax evasion. And someone's <laughs> like, hasn't he said the N word like five times? I'm like, I think that's the joke. Like, I'm pretty sure like dude has said really horrible stuff. <laughs> trying to be a leftist, um, 
but they get him for this is kind of like finally we got you on this small little <laughs> you're going to jail for a parking <laughs> ticket <laughs> even though you've committed five murders kind of situation so i do you have any thoughts about that i don't i uh no obviously i mean i have my <laughs> thoughts but i don't know if y'all care i was it's just the other twitch ban i saw this week is only semi-related because of uh vtuber stuff but i thought that uh amaranth was banned again <laughs> Oh, yeah, she gets banned all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit too much titty shows, and they ban her. So I think she only got one legit ban. I think she was accidentally streaming something she was only supposed to be recording. And it was, right. like, actual nudity, which, that's fair. That's t- that's actual TOS. But I think yeah. it's kind of funny to see Twitch has this puritanical leaning, but they want the money. So they're like, Amaranth, please do everything that you're doing, but, like... We don't like that you're doing that. It's like, okay, so it's like, either ban me or don't ban me, but stop this, like, banning me every couple <laughs> months for, like, three days. Right. Because, like... The only reason, and the only reason I know about this happening was because, uh, for a little while there, it meant that the highest grossing female streamer was a Hololive talent. That's funny. So. <laughs> no, that's, you know, it's, I, I don't know. I, uh... I, I went to go see one of her streams one time. Um, cause I'm like, there must be something that people are into on this. And I'm like, so she's just like hot and just like kind of just chills. Like, okay, well, I mean, I guess I've, I watch just dudes talk about bullshit all day, but like, is this what people are mad about? Like, she's not really doing anything. Like, I feel like, I mean, don't hate the player, hate the game. Like if you want to be mad at some woman being like, I'm going to sit in a tub and make a bunch of money. Like, I think your problem is with simps. It's not with women, dude. Like not to bring up this whole can of worms, (laughs) but she didn't really do anything. Well, and, like, that's, like, why a lot of people get mad at, like, the existence of VTubers, because, like, a, a very popular uh, stream type is the Zatsudan streams, which is just, like, talking streams. like just, just chatting, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just chatting. So it's, like, you know, people are mad because it's, like, you remove like you remove that it's even, like, seeing a person. So it's, like, you're just watching an anime girl talk, and it's, like, yeah, you're just watching a normal person talk. Like, what? no difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I don't like watching streams without a face cam. But I consider VTubing a face cam. Like, I just need to... I don't... Uh-huh. I don't no matter what... I need what, to project a human face, regardless of whether it's real or... Yeah, like, because here's the thing. What's the difference on my computer screen between a VTube avatar and, like, someone's face? I'm like, it's all it's still all two-dimensional. Like, yeah. it's not real. Like, <laughs> I can't reach out and, like, and touch you guys. Like, it's just a picture, yet. so... Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, if Zuckerberg has yeah. his way, we go to the metaverse. Um, oh. <laughs> like, like, striking vipers in Black Mirror. Uh, <laughs> how was how was Anthony Mackie in that and being like don't 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 ship don't ship <laughs> uh, ship uh, Steve, Steve or Sam, Sam and Bucky. Bucky but like yo but you were in a show where you like you you screwed your bro through a video game he's like yeah you can ship them <laughs> <laughs> um I don't think I have anything else no that's it nope I'm good yeah we gave a, a, a tight one fifteen um. We do our best. Steph, could you um do me a small favor and hit the people with the uh, social media biz? Of course. Uh, if you want to find us on the internet, you can do that. We are on Twitter, at CharacterRev. We are on Facebook and Instagram, part of the metaverse, um, at CharacterReveal. We are in your browser at CharacterReveal.Simplecast.fm. Um, we are in your podcast catcher under character reveal. Um, and 
you know, if you like are re- are listening to us talk and you want to give us a rating or review, that'd be cool. Um, the uh, let's see, and we've also got some personal social means. Um, we have Dom. He's brother Dom anywhere he wants to be found on the internet. Eric is the same, but Tindy Losi. Yeah, I'm not brother Dom. He's not also brother Dom. No. He's he just has the same vibe. Though the if same, you like, if you found universality, Dom, yeah, and if you found Dom, you could probably find me. You'd probably find Eric. Um, same universality. And then for me, you know, I like to mix it up. I've got hella stuff on Instagram, Captain Steph on Twitter, the Snow Queer on Tumblr. Um, and you know, if you want to support the show, um, they're always like giving us a like on like liking our page on Facebook or like. Sharing our posts, retweeting our tweets, like, those are all free ways to contribute, even just subscribing to the show. Um, and if you want to contribute real American dollars, you can also do that. Um, you can check out uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash character reveal, and um, make a $1 or more donation monthly to support us. And um, if you don't want to do that, and but you want to get something out of it for yourself physically, yeah. you can buy some coffee. You can buy some coffee from us, from Grinding Coffee Company. They're our sponsor. They're helping us, I mean, pretty consistently. It's pretty dope. So uh, if you follow the link in the description of this podcast in the show notes, uh, you can go get coffee from them or just search Grinding Coffee Company uh, on the internet. And use offer code character reveal for ten percent off. It helps us. It'll help you. It'll help them. So they get the black owned, LGBTQ plus owned fair trade coffee. It's quite delicious in any form you need it in: beans, cups, uh, grounds. You know, uh, they got merchandise. New flavors are always coming. Holiday flavors, that kind of thing. So check them out. Grinding Coffee Company. Offer code character reveal. That's an ad read. Nothing too yeah. fancy, yeah. but we gave you the biz. It's uh, it's good biz. But uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yep. End yeah, of podcast. And now. End of podcast. Goodbye. End of podcast. Uh, until next time. <laughs> see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.